You're listening to Having a Chat on CJRU in Toronto. This is the show where we take interesting people with interesting tastes in music and talk to them about the music that they love. Today on the show, we sit down with Ontario Liberal Party leadership candidate Michael Cotto. He's the member of provincial parliament for Don Valley East, as well as a former cabinet minister. But he's here today with us to talk about his favorite music. This is Having a Chat. Michael, welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. Um, so uh, I want to start things off. We have a, I guess, a friend or an acquaintance in common, um, Molly Johnson. Yeah. And uh, when when I first, you know, started doing stuff for your campaign, I was over at Molly's place and I told her about you, and and she said, "Oh yeah, Michael Cotto. He and I like went around Ontario when he was the minister That's of right. culture and." <laughs> And and I think that you, as you do with a lot of people, I think I think you made a very good impression on her. Um, that was, as I understand it, a very very busy portfolio, right. and you sort of taking the time to really understand sort of what people were going through. I think to her spoke to um, sort of your character and and what drives you as a politician. Um, so we're going to start off by listening to one of Molly's songs. Okay, um, awesome, but. Could you maybe shed some light on sort of what that experience was like? What happened? Yeah, so we had um, we committed as a government to look into uh, culture and the state of culture in Ontario. As you know, it's like a huge economic, uh, um, just an economic uh, development piece for the province. And uh, she became one of our, um, I guess, one of the people who could really articulate that. Uh, and help us go through that process. So I got to travel the province, and uh, she was part of that process, and we came back with a report that really looked for ways to strengthen culture in Ontario and make it easier for for artists to, to work in that field. The big problem now is that, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, and this is what I heard from people, you could actually make a living, a middle-class living as yeah. an artist. You know, if you're a musician... You know, you can sell 100,000 copies and yeah. do very well. Now yeah. you've got to stream into the millions to, yeah. to do well. So it was really looking for ways to support artists and to really uh, help uh, support them and, uh, and allow uh, that, type of, uh, that type of pathway to be supported uh, so people could live, you know, with a, a sense of decency. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, this is Molly Johnson with My Oh My on CJRU. Well, run away on a bee bop 
That was Molly Johnson with My Oh My on CJRU. If you're just joining us, we are here with MPP Michael Cotto, MPP and provincial leadership candidate for the Ontario Liberal Party. Uh, next up, we've got a tune by De La Soul. And uh, during the break while we were listening to Molly's music, uh, Michael was getting very, very excited about this tune. And I, uh, you know, so Michael, what have you got to tell us? So I, I didn't do any research. You know, I didn't look the song up today to get more background. I'm just going to tell you w- what it meant to me. Of course. Um, you know, I was a young kid. Uh, it was the end of the 80s, and hip-hop music was was very... Um, it was still very simplified style. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the, the boom bap. is just a... Like, very right. simple. And, like, that came out of, like, you know... You know, clap your hands, everybody. Right, got, got what, what it, it takes. takes. It's very yeah, simplified, right? And it's um, it's beautiful form, but I mean, it wasn't enough to keep it going. And the beautiful thing about hip hop is that it's constantly transforming. You know, I think as Karis One says, hip is the um, you know, it's to stay relevant, and hop right. is the movement. Right. Wow. You know, so it's relevant movement, right? And yeah. that's the beauty behind hip hop. It's constantly changing. Yeah. Um, sometimes to the better, sometimes to the worse. Right. So Dale is soul back in like I think it's '88. Yeah. These three guys uh, come out uh, from uh, from New York, and um, they're basically um, they're laughed at by the music and well, people who are who are part of the hip hop scene. Right. They start referring to them as hip hip hop hippies. Right. Okay. And if you look at what, any of the videos, you'll see why. You know, these guys they didn't believe in wearing gold. Yeah. Uh, they pushed away from the social norms, and they created this whole new pathway for groups like De La Soul. You know, genres. Even Kanye West, I would say, everything like his early albums, College Dropout. You know, P Rock and CL Smooth. Anything that seems to be on the alternative side of hip hop right. comes from this one album. And I'll tell you, this album, Three Feet High and Rising, has some pretty cool songs on it. Like I know uh, uh, this song that we're going to play, Potholes in My Lawn, and it's right. talking about people stealing their content. Right. And the video's filmed in a. Um, uh, it looks like it's filmed in an old school camera. 
um, down deep south, and um, it's a pretty awesome uh, visual. Uh, I really suggest people uh, check that video out. And um, I'll just say this. It's the only album I've ever seen in my life that had three sides to it. Wow. So there, Wait, was, an, does... so there was an A side. Okay. And then when you flipped B, if, it depended on what groove you put it in. If you put in one set of grooves, it's B side. If you put in another set of grooves, it would go C side. Wow. So that album right now, I think, is worth like six, seven hundred bucks yeah, because it's yeah. hard to find. But uh, De La Soul, Potholes in My Lawn. Oh, and one last point. It was probably uh, the most, um, it was the, 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 the heyday of sampling. Okay. Uh, there's Prince Paul, I think, is the producer of this. They received, I think, 27 lawsuits from this wow, one album. Okay. And that's why you won't find it on Spotify. You won't find it on Apple Music. Right. Um, so I don't know if you're going to get in trouble for this. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, but that, that's, I mean, the sampling thing is so interesting because it's so common now. I mean, and, and I right. know like local Toronto musicians who, you know, effectively make their living off being sampled by bigger hip hop artists like well, Drake. And it's like, you know, if you're a black kid, 16 years old in the late 80s, you know, you didn't have equipment, right? Yeah. So you're sampling music using a, what is that box called? An MX, I forget the name of it. It's just a sampling tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They loaded it up and, re- and put it into repeat. But here's the thing. Um, uh, what is the difference between like what Andy Warhol did? You know, he's a exactly. visual sampler, right? He sampled, yeah. but just visually, and he got respect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and something that I think is interesting, I mean, is looking at sampling in the context of rock and roll. Right. In that, I mean, a huge chunk of what the Rolling Stones were doing was just like ripping off blues well, guys. Isn't that funny? Because that that's that's such a good point. So my father-in-law always get into these debates. Right. We've kind of come, you know, at a similar place now. Uh, my brother-in-law is a music uh, musician, and we have these debates too. But it's interesting because the music from the 30s and 40s was sampled by like the Led Zeppelins and you know those other groups. Yeah. And then um, you know those young 16-year-old black kids in in Brooklyn sampled a lot of that 60s content because yeah. that was the one that was available and they were the and ones got, that got into trouble, right? Yeah. So, well, let's let's play it and yeah, tell yeah, what yeah, you think. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. This is De La Soul on CJRU. Everybody's saying what to do when sucker lunatics start digging and chewing. They don't know that the soul don't go for that potholes in my lawn and that goes for my rhyme sheet, which I concentrated so hard on. See, I don't ask for maximum security, but my dwelling is swelling. It lit my butt when I happened to fall into a spot where no ink or an ink rot was on the scroll. I just wrote me a new mode, but now it's gone because those suckers knew that I hate to recognize that every time I'm writing it's gone. Untended cause eyes has now parted on laws of privacy. These paws are after my writer's seat. I perceive that everyone's saying what to do when suckers are praying upon my well-guarded spreadsheets. Oh, why hell does it send up fleets of evil doers through the big hole to get to evil doers who dig holes, which leaves my lawn with lawn shoe. I think I better plant traces who give clues, or better yet, call 911. And when they get here, I inform them I'm the plug one of the machine and let them realize the reason for concern of the soul, because we come down with a case of potholes.
the message. What to do when you dive the death that I predict and plug tuning. It's a shame when you deny to claim that you stole my words of fame that I wrote in my rhyme sheet, which I concentrated so hard on. See, I don't act for a Bob wide fence beat. My dwelling is swelling. It lit my butt when I happened to fall into a spot where no ink or an ink blot was on a scroll. I just wrote me a new mold, but now it's gone. Cause those suckers do that I hate to recognize that every time I'm writing, it's gone. Potholes in my lawn. That was De La Soul with Potholes in My Lawn on CJRU. We are here in the studio having a chat with Michael Cotto. Uh, next up, Michael, you've got some notorious B.I.G. for us. Yeah, and you know, that's uh, it's obviously for hip-hop fans, it's an obvious uh, you know song. Like, it's predictable. Like, it's a good song and people love it. Um, but to me, it represents um, something a bit, um, I would say, deeper um, than just that initial observation. You know, this song comes out in about 93, 94, mm-hmm. maybe 94, around there. And uh, it's the transformation of hip-hop. It goes from, you know, what we just heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, re- and these guys weren't making money back in 88. Yeah. Like, you know, TLC, like I think in that, you know, just before that, TLC sold, um, you know, 15 million copies and uh, owed money at the end, right? Yeah. De La Soul, same situation. You know, they ended up owing money from that right. album. Um but then just because of all the samples and samples stuff. and, like and just the like you that. know just the way the industry is designed, right? Uh, especially back then. But um, I think that uh, in '93, this song uh, changes the course of hip hop. Now, I would say that this is the uh, the golden age of of hip hop, um, and I think um, you know I'm going to sound like I'm an old man now, but <laughs> I think it was the best uh, the best peak of uh, of of just the sound and the delivery. Uh, not to take away from anything that's happening today, because I think, you know, music's music, and it's yeah. beautiful. Um, but, um, you know, this song is, uh, it, I think it represents that turning point. And I love the fact that, you know, uh, the way he dedicates, who he dedicates the album yeah. to. You know, it says this album's dedicated to all the teachers that said I wouldn't amount to anything. Yeah. You know, and to me, that's, uh, you know, it's... It's just about this kid because he was a kid, right? Yeah, he was very. Yeah. Like, how, wasn't he like nineteen or something? When something like that. Out? He's a young man. Like you know, he's like he, I think he died at what twenty six or so. Yeah. So maybe he was like 18, 17, yeah. 18, 19. Um, but the maturity and the 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 approach, uh, the sound is clean. It's refined. It represents the next wave, I think, of hip hop. And um, I would say that to this day, you know, he's probably you know uh, the best or among the top three hip hop uh, artists. 
uh, in lyrics and delivery and uh, flow. And, um, you know, the message is, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, you know, we've, we finally made it. Yeah. That's what it's all about, right? And, um, you know, uh, hip-hop, it's either, you know, it's telling people, you know, why the nature of it, why, you know, my, my flow or, you know, my style is better than yours because right. it's, comp- it's competitive. Yeah, it's but this competitive. is all about, you know, we made it, you know, yeah. and uh, we're here. And um, and take notice. So I, I love the song. Yeah. All right. Well, I can't say it any better than that. This is "Juicy" by the Notorious B.I.G. on CJRU. Yeah. This album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack with the hat to match. Remember rapping Duke? The hard, the hard. You never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade Born sinner, the opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kick Capri Funk, Master Flex, Love Bug, Star Ski I'm blowing up like you thought I would Call a crib, same number, same hood It's all good uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga uh. Personal with Robin Leach, and I'm far from cheap. I smoke stuff with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. The Moet and Alan say keep me pissy. Girls used to diss me, now they write letters cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen, this rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honeys play me close like butter play toast. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast. Condos and Queens, in dough for weeks. Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak. Living life without fear, putting five carrots in my baby girl ear. Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool. Considered a fool, cause I dropped out of high school. Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood. And it's still all good, uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. 50-inch screen, money green, leather sofa. Got two rides, a limousine with a chauffeur. Phone bill about 2G flat. No need to worry, my accountant handles that. And my whole crew is lounging. Celebrating every day, no more public housing. Thinking back on my one-room shack. Now my mom pips a act with minks on the back. And she loves to show me off, of course. Smiles every time my face is up in the sauce. We used to fuss when the landlord dissed us. No heat. Wonder why Christmas missed us. Birthdays was the worst days. Now we sip champagne when we thirsty. Uh, damn right I like the life I live. Cause I went from negative to positive and it's all. 
And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Representing B-Town in the house. Junior Mafia, Mad Flavor. That was a classic by the Notorious B.I.G. with Juicy. If you're just joining us, we are here in the studio at CJRU having a chat with Michael Cotto. Uh, Michael, next up you've got uh, a Beatles tune. Yeah, this is the uh, the only song I actually listened to on the list uh, heading down here today. And just to remind myself, you know, why this song is such a great song. It, um, I would say this is probably the late 60s, 67, yeah. 68. It's the end of their, the tail end of their career. Um, and um, it's astonishing to think that like the Beatles only were around for like ten years in, yeah. in music, right? And and they changed the world. I mean, yeah, immeasurably. And, and they time. changed so much, right? They yeah. went from like "Love, Love Me Do," yeah. like the simple to sound, this. to this, right? Um, and um, they got very, uh, it got very intense near the end. Yeah. To I think uh, almost something. Um, you know, like Let It Be, the I think it's the last album, right? Yeah. So Let It Be. Yeah. Well, you know? one of them they recorded. It was between Abbey Road and Sgt. Pepper. I think they recorded one first and then released it last. I, right. so, but I think Let It Be was the last. So and that shows a completely different Beatles, yeah. right? Like they get to a different point. I'm not a you know I'm sure there's millions of people who are Beatle experts, but I just know growing up, um, you know, it wasn't heavily played in my house, but it just they always caught my attention. Right. And this song. Um, I think just speaks to um, you know the, the when you get to a, a certain a state of perfection in sound, right. uh, it just captures something that is uh, is uh, is raw and refined at the same time, experimental and and uh, and mainstream in the sense that it's it's appealing in the sound. Right. And uh, I'm a big fan of the Beatles. So, how do you see their influence rippling out? I mean, they they're sort of broadly known as you know one of the most in, one of if not the most influential right. bands of all time. So, where do you see their influence, you know, having an effect in perhaps some some places that would be less obvious to to folks? Um, it's interesting you ask that because. Um, the song "Sitting on the Dock," "Sitting at the Dock of the Bay," is that the song by Otis Redding? Sitting yeah, yeah, the yeah. Dock. I listened to him in an interview, and he said he listened to the White. I think it was the White album, right? And he said he listened to this album, and he was so blown away. He wrote that song in minutes after. Wow. Like, I think I think that's the the story. I could be right. incorrect, but it was along those lines. 
So the inspiration can pop up in many different places, but yeah. I think the Beatles just, um, you know, it's almost surreal to to count how many good songs they have. Yeah. And you can play it, like, to a kid, and it'll be appealing. You yeah. know, have you ever heard the Beatles, like, nursery music, like, Sleep Time Beatles? Like, no. You know, it's like for little children when they go to sleep. And wow. You hear, like, Mockingbird or any of this, those yeah. songs played as a bedtime song yeah they're gentle they're you know it, it has a sweet sound to it um so i think that you know it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter where you, which part of the world you're from you know the beatles have a place doesn't yeah. matter where you are you can be in india you can be in canada you can be in trinidad i think the beatles have a place yeah, and it's a and it's found itself like in 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 obviously commercials and you know and um just you know background sounds movies like yeah. it's just there it's everywhere it's part it's, of and, it's part of who we are it's yeah. part of pop culture right yeah. there's a certain universality to it that you can't yeah. really get away from Alrighty, well this is the beatles with a day in the life off sergeant pepper on cjru
Sergeant Pepper. Next up, we've got a tune by Otis Redding. Michael, what's yeah. your relationship like with Otis Redding? So he was a pretty interesting guy. I think he, I think he died at 26 as well, right? Yeah. You know, and um, I think it was around 26, 27. But um, he's interesting because he represents like you know the the South and yeah. um, um, really was kind of doing his own thing. You know, Motown's dominating you know music, especially well, black R and B music. He's doing his own thing, and um, not only is he, um, you know, successful in music. He's got this. Uh, he's got businesses. He's, uh, you know, he's uh, he's doing very well. And the thing that always surprised me about this song is that I've never heard anyone deliver so much emotion, you know, at the beginning of a song and really capturing like you know the pain mm-hmm. that you know, obviously you know the, the the love you know the emotion that he's uh, right. he's that's I guess taken over his body and his his voice and i just for some reason it moves me uh it's just such a beautiful song and it um it really um captures that um that 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 sound that raw kind of uh 1960s you know, blues kind of influenced r&b right. and uh, it's pretty cool it's interesting my wife Likes the fun uh, Otis Redding, right? And I like the uh, the sad and uh, slow Otis Redding, which right. is uh, there's there's a stark difference between the two Absolutely. sounds. You know, one's upbeat and one's very just reflective. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Well, I mean, I like. it's funny. I mean, um, Molly Johnson's son actually got me into Otis Redding back yeah. when we were in uh, middle school together, and we used to play a lot of music together, and we yeah. would cover him, and 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 it's. It's not. I mean, it's it's easy to cover from a technical point of view, but what's and what what's hard about covering a guy like Otis Redding is, like you said, conveying that emotion. That's kind of the the trickiest thing, especially if you are doing yeah. some of the, the yeah. moodier if tunes. You're, if you're not a good artist, don't try Otis because he won't be able to deliver that sound. Alrighty, perfect. Well, this is Otis Redding on CJRU. And if you 
Alrighty, that was Otis Redding with These Arms Are Mine on CJRU. We are in the studio here with Michael Cotto, uh, MPP for Don Valley East and candidate for the Ontario Liberal Leadership. Uh, next up is our CanCon segment. Uh, as always, 30% of the content that we play on Canadian radio has to be Canadian. Uh, so when asking Michael to pick some tunes, I asked him to pick a Canadian album, and we're going to listen to three songs off that Canadian album. Michael, what have you got for us? So this album is uh, by the Dream Warriors. Uh, incredible uh, hip-hop band, uh, again, uh, early 90s. Mm. Um, the cool thing about them is that most people don't know they're probably the first band to break like a million sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and really? Yeah, they went into the UK. They were on the charts in the UK wow. um, for a few of their songs. And, um, you know, they're the first, I would say, real hip-hop success uh, in Canada. Uh, Wash Your Face in My Sink, uh, again, is from, the, I think, that De La Soul kind of genre mm-hmm. of, uh, of sound. And um, when I was uh, when I was a young man um, in my teens, I was in the UK, uh, and um, I was so shocked to see this this song being played everywhere because these guys uh, used to walk through my neighborhood to go to the right. recording studio. Wow! Like they would walk through, and I'd be like, you know, there's the Dream Warriors, or you know, there's Maestro, or you know, we would have um, you know all these 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 different. Uh, uh, just incredible, iconic Canadian hip hop artists, you know, come through the neighborhood because yeah. there was a recording studio there. It was one of the first ones. And um, when I was in the UK, I was in London for a few weeks, and this became this was on the charts and was getting heavy rotation. You know, I just felt proud because it represented my town. Now, obviously, we've got you know we've got the Drakes, we've got like all these famous artists that you know are doing well internationally. Um, that help shape and define, you know, what people think uh, about our city. Yeah. But these guys were the first ones. Like, besides, you know, it's interesting because you think of Canadian artists uh, before groups like this, you know, people thought of Jody Mitchell, you mm-hmm. know, Gordon Lightfoot, Neil Young, you know, that, that classic uh, folk rock style. Right. Um, and then the 80s, there were a few people like Brian Adams that broke through. But, you know, this is, uh, this is alternative music. This is, yeah. you know, you don't... You don't get much radio play. These guys didn't get a lot of radio play in Canada, um, you know, um, maybe in some stations. But the the big stations of today that are playing like all the the yeah. top ten stuff, they don't. They didn't. They didn't support these types of artists, right? Right. So I mean, I think it's so interesting, and this is a theme that's sort of come up a few times on the show, is this idea of bands that make it and are huge in some places, but not in others. Right. And obviously, you know, as we've talked about the. The change in technology has sort of leveled the playing field a little bit, but there are still these examples. I mean, in, in rock, the example that I always like to bring up is the Tragically Hip, and they're right. massive here and, you know, barely cracked the top 200 anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, what do you think it is about this group that sort of allowed them to be so big in the UK um, while experiencing, you know, relatively modest success here? If you look at uh, images of them, they captured a certain look in that time period. Right. Um, and again, it was like, you know, the the pushing against the glitter and gold, you know, going into a very Afrocentric type of approach to, to music and retelling stories and, and um, 
the sound again i you know i could be wrong and i'm not a music expert but you know i would say that they're more aligned with the that 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 break in hip hop that mm-hmm. de la soul was part you know ma- i would say very responsible for um they um they're part of this continuing trend of music that you know that reveals a softer side and uh, you know, looks into humility in hip hop, which is quite rare, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you get guys like Kid Cudi who, mm-hmm. you know, you listen to that sound like they're revealing themselves. Where in hip hop, usually traditionally, it's kind of like, you know, I'm strong, here yeah. I am, you know, I'm, I'm stronger than you, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, you get uh, this, this different approach and it just reveals the human. And um, I think that's what made them appeal. They captured this, uh, this new sound that was fresh. And uh, very aligned, I think, to the style of, uh, of the UK and other parts of the world. And this song is uh, Wash Your Face in My Sink. And uh, again, like Potholes in My Lawn, my interpretation of it always has been it's about, you know, biting, like, you, yeah. know, st- you know, stealing other people's uh, sound and music. All right, well, let's have a listen. This is the Dream Warriors with And Now the Legacy Begins on CJRU. My definition is this, my definition, my definition, my definition is this, my definition, 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 my definition,
definition is this, the definition. Positives are plus a 
negative's a distraction Hands in the air, now that's the reaction When I'm on stage, I make all hands turn Left to right until you're dizzy to the skull A bitch just speaks a thousand words or more Born and raised in Jana Finch Corridor But I gotta say this before I go any further This beat, this rhyme, I speak is murder Further if I was gonna go slow and on tempo To write a rhyme on time is very simple to me You wanna see, then the legacy begin now the legacy begins. It's the hot as if she bop, give it. It's the hot as if she bop, give it. It's the hot as if she bop, give it. It's the hot as if she bop, give it. It's the hot as if she bop, give it. It's the hot as if she bop, give it. It's the hot as if she bop, give it. It's the hot as if she bop, give Just punishment for a thing who thinks he could wash his face in our sink. sink. 
was dream warriors on cjru uh we are just wrapping up this hour of having a chat with michael Cotto. uh michael it's been a pleasure to have you on that's awesome and uh to wrap things up I and mean, we've been talking a lot about sort of hip-hop and hip-hop that goes against the grain yeah um so i wanted to play a song that i think you'll enjoy uh a song by an artist who i think is He's taking a sort of subgenre of hip hop, which is grime, coming out of the UK, and, and he's putting his own spin on it, which I think is really, really cool. This is an artist called Slow Tie. Slow um, nice. Very, very unique. I, I believe he's from Northampton. Very, very young. He's sort of making a lot of big, uh, a lot of big waves in the, well, where, in the scene. Where is he from? I think he's from Northampton. Northampton. Okay. Um, but uh, I could be, I could be wrong about that. But. Uh, he is he's certainly my favorite rapper uh, out there at the moment okay but uh, Michael thank you very much for coming thank in. It's you been a pleasure and uh, you know it's uh, it's nice to uh, uh, to sit down with someone who's so passionate about music so oh, I appreciate likewise that. likewise thanks Michael how's business this morning pretty good I might spat 12 13 quid and that was about not having any arguments of anyone that's pretty much a strike if you don't Gonna get your head kicked in. Shoot a messenger, string them up. She's a 10 plus 10, not enough. Mixed messages, wise cross. Marry me, what you got too much. Toothbrush and socks. Parents, minute Mayfair, couple dogs. We go on walks, she never talks. I put my heart out, she laps up my blood. Blue lights, double vision. Our races like super cars. Before I finish on my arm 
and I scream out wow. Just about any type of drug is in, but glue sniffing ranks equal number one with cheap booze. Hello. Cyril is a glue man, and his outlook on life is invariably through a plastic bag. Even on the street, he has something up his sleeve to make work more tolerable. The only thing that no one takes seriously, you know, if I do, we kick him out. That's the, thing that, that's the thing that is really, really bad for you. Most, most, people, take, <laughs> most people take things in moderation, you know.